Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We're Andrew Vosses as he joins us this morning to look back on the, the weekend that was in the NRL, and I think by and large it lived up to expectations. There was the odd predictable result, there was uh, very tight games, um, and one turn up. One absolute turn up, I think, on form anyway. Vossi, let's start with the Friday night game. Good morning to you. The Storm 40, the Eagles 12. The Eagles really didn't do themselves any favours, did they? Uh, Smithy, good morning to you. Look, I, I thought it was a remarkable first weekend, to be honest. I mean, I, I know it's cliche to say it's an all-new competition, but it really was. The, the tension of the football, the drama that came with it, the, the chance of upset results... Uh, a little bit of controversy of all, starting with Friday night, I, I, I do believe coaching masterclass. Craig Bellamy, the game plan that Melbourne had, the execution of it, we learned that all week they had, um, they used all their players outside of the squad, outside of the starting 17, opposed sessions, playing the roles of Tom Trebojevic, this is how we'll play Manly, like it was specific to that. And the players then executed the game plan. I don't know whether I've seen a finals performance so comprehensive that it went right down to the last minute, Smithy. They were still smashing their opponents. They were reading the play. They were so dialed in. Um, such commitment. Obvious favourites for the Premiership. Um, masterclass by Melbourne, both from coach and players. It was so convincing. And uh, Manly, well, they'll have to hope that it was an off night and they come up with a few answers this week. Otherwise, they will be out in straight games. Well, it was an odd night for a man. I look at, you know, they must have known that Bellamy would have a strategy. But, gee, they made some mistakes. They played into their hands on, you know, on a lot of occasions. And I thought, yeah, Melbourne just don't need that help. They just simply don't. Oh, no. Well, it, was a bit, it really was a bit of a case of uh, deer in the headlights, to be honest. And, and, you know, the first try was evidence of that. Morgan Harper, you know, first time in finals football, you know, has been a rock-solid centre all year. But this is the biggest match of his life. And, you know, early drop ball. It was Manly just going a bit sideways. They just didn't earn the right to do that. And before you know it, you're down 16-0. And, you know, we've seen that with other sides this year. But the fact that Manly, you know, they, their, their main man, Tom Trebojevic, could not get into the game. I looked at the stats. I'm calling the game. 20 minutes into the second half, Manly needing to, to mount some sort of comeback. Tom Trebojevic had had one run in 20 minutes. He only had four runs in the second half. He was just picked off uh, by Melbourne. Their kicking game, sometimes they put it over the sideline, take him out of the play, they kick the corners. Um, I, I just thought, and, and when they did get him, you know, they, they worked him over. I mean, players like Remus Smith played as tough as they've played. You know, real final football approach mentality by Melbourne, so committed and way too good for Manly. So Melbourne earned the right um, for a week off. And as I say, they are definitely the premiership favourites uh, to win. 
Let's look at uh, a real thriller, the Roosters against the Titans. The Roosters were pretty warm favourites going into it uh, and perhaps should not have won. Uh, right at the very end, uh, if you recall that, uh, Patrick Herbert, that centre not passing to the winger. I've never seen a winger look so dark with a teammate. Um, basically, it was just a huge draw and pass situation. He'd done the hard work. Uh, Titans would have won. Well, it wasn't a two-on-one. It was a three-on-one. And while you're saying, you know, pass to Corey Thompson, and he eventually tried to. You had David Fafita right beside him. Has Patrick not seen David Fafita play this year? I mean, David Fafita from 10 metres out. It wouldn't have mattered if the Roosters were able to set up a bazooka or, or came out with pickaxes. They weren't going to stop him. He just scores. Just give the ball to David. They score. They win. Now, I will temper that somewhat, and we've all had it. I guess, you know, Patrick Herbert is being highlighted as, as one of the murdered tries of all time, but the Roosters were all offside, and I'm a bit disappointed that, you know, in such a big moment. I mean, they were offside on the short side. They are offside on the open side, that that could be put away, you know, with a game on the line, and I do feel sorry that Titans, the field goal player, I've got to say, Smithy, it's the biggest contradiction in rugby league, uh, that we review everything in a try-scoring play, and I mean everything. We go over things with you know, forensic detail, yet on a field goal scoring play, to not check it, and, and Roosters quite obviously put up a wall, had three players, just you see like statues around the ruck. Um, you know, it needs review, it needs to be addressed, and I think we're reaching the point where... I know it'll spoil the moment. You know, like it could be a field goal to win a game, but you can't check every moment of a try and everything that leads up to a try and you just dismiss field goals and say, oh, no, that's all fair. You know, it's all done by the book. I think we're at a stage when we have, when we have a bunker, we do have to review our field goal plays to, on whether they're legal or illegal. OK, let's get to uh, the Rabbitohs beating the Panthers. You talk about a coaching masterclass with Bellany was... Uh, what about Wayne Bennett's, uh, his his effort to, to knock over a hot favourite in the Panthers? Oh, Wayne Bennett, he, he won on the field. Uh, and, and, you know, highlighted by the selection of Blake Taft, the young fella at fullback. South can't win without Latrell Mitchell, can't win. How many times have we heard it on set? You know, like you're, you're down at the Rabbitohs. Wayne Bennett put his faith in a kid, Blake Taft. Um, he t- had played his card very close to his chest the previous weekend. Um, but put his faith in the kid. The kid's repaid him in time. You know, wonderful performance by the young bloke after he dropped that early bomb from Nathan Cleary. Shows that he's got a bit of character. Um, and then after the game, uh, Wayne Bennett wins off the field as well in the press conference. He, he's, and he's got Penrith now. He's in their heads. South aren't playing Penrith this weekend and, and wouldn't have to play them again until potentially the grand final. But he's in Penrith's head. I mean, he's done all the other clubs. Um, he's done Parramatta a favour. Because Wayne Bennett has put doubts around Penrith and, and he was really short and sharp with his answers in the press conference. Now, Wayne Bennett's reminded us all that even at, what, 71 years of age, he's still a master. And I tell you what, I can't believe he's not coaching next year. Can you use with him? You know, that, that no, Wayne okay. Bennett, when we're talking about teams with, um, you know, question marks over them, and here's Wayne Bennett without a job next year. Wow. I mean, that can't be. <laughs> Someone's got to get him, surely get something at him. Oh, look, he's, he's obviously hugely, hugely special. He's got something that uh, guys will just die for. And, you know, in a coach, those kind of qualities cannot be denied. The Eels 28, the Knights 20. So that means, of course, that uh, the Eels hang in there and they get to play the Panthers next weekend on Saturday night. We'll talk about that shortly. But the final game of the round, what did you make of that? Oh, uh, well, look, 
I suppose you're a temperate. Newcastle haven't been great, and Parramatta have taken, you know, right to the last few minutes and a penalty try at the finish, which I think was deserved. Um, but Parramatta took an awful long time to get on top. They, you know, they didn't kick away. Um, they were they were 12 in front, and then Knight scored two tries. So it's not overly convincing, but within the performance, I think there were more encouraging signs. I think there is improvement in Parramatta, and at least they're on the way up rather than limping out, which was looking the case you know, only a month ago. But they've had that win over Melbourne since. They beat the Cowboys, then they beat Melbourne. They rested their players for the last round. And I thought yesterday the biggest positive was Mitchell Moses to suddenly see the halfback running. If he takes that same confidence in against Penrith, they are a chance. So, you know, I see signs at Parramatta. They're in better shape right now going into week two of the finals when I had them, you know, basically... Look, they were a chance to go out first week on their form a month ago. But they've turned things around, and I think there's further improvement in them. So, yeah, if I'm a Parramatta fan, um, I'm pretty excited about this week. Well, if, uh, at least this week, um, well, at least over the weekend, if, if you lost, if you were Manly or if you lost to the Panthers, you do get a second bite of the cherry. Uh, the Seagulls' second bite of the cherry is the Roosters on Friday night. Somehow they're going to get Trebojevic back into the game to be a factor, but how do you see that going? Well, the Roosters are the team that's had the character this year with all the adversity, but, you know, big match players. I thought James Tedesco against the Titans was just superb. I mean, and, and last week we had Trebojevic via Ryan Pappenhausen. Even though the fullbacks don't meet too often head-to-head on the field, Pappenhausen was outstanding. Tedesco was outstanding. I'm thinking both Tom Trebojevic, he'll, he'll have to be fired up. Well, he's taken the blame himself. He said, I just didn't get involved enough myself. Um, whereas Tedesco was just all over the field for the Roosters. He's developed a good uh, grubber kick in his game as well, James Tedesco. So big match players at the Roosters still getting them there. You know, Josh Morris' experience out in the centres. I, I, look, if we're going to have a golden point game, this might be it. Um, Roosters, Manly. I, I just think with everything on the line and sudden death. And, you know, even though Manly, uh, I thought they were a chance to beat Melbourne. It didn't prove it that way. Now that the Roosters have won and the Manly's lost, that maybe momentum goes with the with the Roosters. I'm I'm tempted to tip the Roosters to win, and in the local betting markets in Australia, they're listed as a thirty-one dollar chance to win the Premiership. They could be in the, the last four, the Roosters, which will be a, a, you know incredible achievement by their coach Trent Robinson, the players that have remained fit this season. Panthers Eels on Saturday night, um, and then of course they go on for the following weekend uh, to play. Uh, the Rabbits and the Storm. So the Panthers, can they turn it round? Yeah, well, now Penrith jump over to the Melbourne side of the draw, so we can't have Melbourne beat Penrith in the grand final, which I think is a little disappointing that you, know, you can have 25 weeks and then in one weekend you ruin the chance of one playing two in the grand final. I, you know, That's just me as a footy fan talking about that. Um, Penrith, surely they don't put... Well, see, the most alarming thing out of Penrith on the weekend was they only scored the one try. They were kept scoreless in the second half. Now, that's a little bit of baggage to take into week two of the finals. It's only you're wondering whether everything that's worked for us during the year, we get to the big stage and it didn't quite work. But, but I'm thinking Nathan Cleary steps up this week and, and, uh, and, and bounces back to his dominant best. Not that he would play poorly, but to be, to be more dominant, to take the reins. I was really disappointed. I've got a call as you see. James Fisher-Harris will be hurting today. He's... He's been the premier front row in the competition, or one of them, all season. And he was out-muscled, out-powered by the Rabbitohs. I mean, Tom Burgess, uh, Junior Totola, they were fantastic for South. So, 
Yeah, I think there's some players ready to bounce back. Their, their qualities will be on show this week. I think, again, a tight game, but I might just go Penrith to beat Parramatta in that one. So that would mean uh, Penrith playing Melbourne, and I'm saying Roosters maybe against the Rabbitohs. What a terrific uh, last four it would be. No matter what combination we have for the preliminary finals, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You asked the question, uh, Vossi, before, can you believe that Wayne Bennett <clears throat> hasn't got a coaching gig next year? Well, one of our uh, listeners has texted in and said, what about the Warriors to sign Wayne Bennett in some capacity? He wants to be based in Queensland, and the Warriors are based there in 2022. Wow, yeah. So uh, yeah. what do you think? What do you think? He's had New Zealand well, connections. you know what? That, that's, that's an it. Look, the, re- the reason Wayne doesn't have a coaching job for next year, too, is because he's banking on, you know, expansion club coming into the competition, and he'd be there at the, you know, the foundation of that um, if, they, if they bring in another team. But I love the idea. And the fact that Wayne has form from a Kiwi point of view, I mean, he was there mm. as an assist to Stephen Kearney at the 08 World Cup. That's an outstanding suggestion from, from the listener. Um, and uh, Wayne Bennett with Nathan Brown, the Warriors. Wow, why not bring bring him in? Bring him in. <laughs> Bossy, thank you very much for your time uh, this morning. As usual, and looking forward to your calls next weekend as uh, the action hots up uh, even more so. Folks, 